I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My next guest has landed back on Irish shores after enjoying a hugely successful songwriting career in LA with Disney and Warner. With her music featuring on Nickelodeon shows like iCarly and Zoe 101, CBS drama Blue Bloods and as a performer in her own right with her band Saucy Monkey. When a move to Barcelona for a high profile tech job outside the music industry ended in a marriage breakup, she returned to her native country to reignite her passion for music and now her single What I Once Met to, Meant to You has been released. Now this is the first of three singles that she plans to release this year with an album in the pipeline as well and hopefully some live shows. I'm delighted to be joined by singer-songwriter Anne-Marie Cullen. How are we doing Anne-Marie? How are you doing today? Thanks for having me on. Listen, it's great to have you. Now it's a story that you see in movies where the waitress who dreams of being a successful singer-songwriter gets her big break, serves dinner to a powerful executive and that's pretty much what happened to you isn't it I know it's very very cliche but what happened was I was working as a waitress in uh, a Santa Monica restaurant a fancy restaurant and I had a regular come in we used to talk and at that time I had a tiny little placement in an indie movie that starred Sherilyn Fenn remember her she was in Twin Peaks oh yeah but anyway yeah so I had a flyer for it and I gave it to uh to the producer and I didn't even know he was a Disney producer. And he he was like, do you write songs? And I, yeah, I was like, yeah. He said, do you write, can you write uh, music to lyrics? And I was like, yes. And he was like, look, we're having the hardest time filling this position for a show that I'm working on about this rock star mom. And so anyway, I got a friend of mine to mind my tables. I lived two blocks away. I legged it home, grabbed the demo tape, ran back, gave it to him. The next day, he sent me the lyrics uh, to one of the songs. And over the weekend, I wrote the song, gathered my friends together, recorded it and literally had the job within four or five days. So and I wrote for two seasons of the show. It was called So Weird. It was this supernatural show. um, And it was about this rock star mom going on tour with her kids. So it was a fantastic experience. I was, you know, in my 20s and it was just uh, my first real professional uh, music job. So it was, it was fantastic. So for all those dreamers out there that might be, you know, waiting tables, places, you never know. You just never know. You never know. You've worked on, you know, huge shows alongside your band um, Saucy Monkey for, you know, shows like Zoe 101, Victorious, which had Ariana Grande in it. And you wrote music for Blue Bloods. I mean, 
Are there moments where you had to pinch yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was extremely fortunate to have all the song placements that I had in TV and film uh, and still not be a household name. You know, I was able to work as a a songwriter. It was amazing. Um, For the Nickelodeon shows, they just kind of discovered my band Saucy Monkey and they reached out and was like, we think your music would be perfect, you know, behind the scenes in the in the shows. So we licensed it to them. We also wrote specifically for some of their episodes. So that was a really great opportunity. And then with Blue Bloods, yeah, they were just looking to fill a, a scene. I think it was a uh, a seedy underground scene and they needed uh, they were looking for a song and uh, they used our, a song of uh, ours called uh, Good Day Down and yeah it was just brilliant so it was like from Nickelodeon uh, to the darker kind of CBS shows so it was an amazing experience one I'm very grateful for to this day and where does the journey in terms of music uh, for you start were you did you grow up in a musical household no I didn't actually and for um, I had my first band uh, in school when I was like 15 but we kind of hid it we thought that people would make fun of us until uh, we were overheard practicing in the piano room once. But then, you know, uh, everyone at school was really supportive. But no, I don't know where it came from because it wasn't, my family were more into motor cars and horses, actually. (laughs) So, um, but I was around the Dublin scene. Uh, I went to rock school um, in Ballyfermot uh, when I was uh, repeating my exams in uh, college. And, you know, around that time, it was a very pop-tastic scene in, in Ireland. You know, Boyzone were doing very well. And meanwhile, I was uh, going to this little songwriter's night in Dublin at the International Bar where people like Mundy were playing, Paddy Casey, Damien Dempsey. And uh, it was such, such a fabulous community. But I, I think at that time, I was like, look, I'm doing kind of more rock music. Mm. I don't think there's an opportunity in Ireland. You know, I was in my early 20s. I wanted to go and find weather, adventure. And I was like, I'm off to LA. I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) So away I went. And looking back now, I actually think, I don't know how I did it because I didn't know anyone. Well, I I had a manager that, uh, that I met in Dublin who was based there. But apart from that, I didn't know anyone. My father came over with me for the first three weeks to settle me in. But um, so they very yeah. much supported this, your parents. They very much supported your dream of like, OK, I'm going to do this. They supported my dream, but my mom was horrified that I was going to L.A. <laughs> I think she thought it was the den of iniquity and I was just going to go fall into all sorts of stuff. So she hated it, God bless her. Um, Wished I would have stayed home, um, but but no, but they were supportive. But they were, yeah. you know, they just put up with it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you had this huge career in LA, but you moved to Barcelona, Barcelona and you ended and up you working, ended working in, in the tech, tech industry, tech. which is just which random. Is just what random. happened there? Random. So fast forward. I mean, it is as a songwriter, it is. Uh, you know, it's a struggle. It's a mm. hustle. It's the best of times. It's the worst of times. You know, especially in the recent uh, landscape and. I kind of just was drawn to something with a bit more steady. And meanwhile, I was, you know, um, my um, wife at the time, she she's was from Barcelona. We were living in L.A. and she missed home. And I kind of missed home. You know, I wanted to be nearer my family. My, you know, my father was getting older. And uh, uh, so we decided to go to Barcelona and I uh, got offered this job in the tech industry there uh, randomly. Uh as an operations manager, which I, 
you know, I really enjoy the challenge mm. and I like the people, but it, it's, I didn't feel like myself, mm. I have to say. And it really showed me that I needed music in my life just to feel uh, sane and like myself. So I um, unfortunately, the marriage broke up mm. and I came back to Dublin and absolutely poured myself headfirst into writing songs and recording them and one of which is the first single that you just played. Yeah, and, 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 you know, in, in some ways, in some out, ways of out of heartache, heartache comes all of, all of this creativity and what a beautiful what song, this, song is. this is. Tell me about tell writing, writing your own music for yourself, for yourself again. again. What, what did that feel like? Oh, I mean, I still have done that over the years, but, you know, kind of more as a sideline. But this was, I decided, right, I'm going to release a record, you know, and really kind of go for it again. If uh, So... I started writing in my bedroom in Dublin and uh, I planned on going into the studio, but uh, COVID-19 hit. So most of what I what you hear, I either recorded in my bedroom wow. or for, uh, but I also maintain my friendships in Los Angeles. So I would email the cello player my files and he would play on them and email them back to me and the same with my drummer and uh and the guitar player so it was very collaborative still with the people i had met in los angeles but most of the foundation like the vocals the piano and the guitar uh were done in my little bedroom wow it just goes to show you how amazing it can sound you know Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think it's really I got somebody fantastic to mix it. So mm. I think they, they just made, made it sound very pretty. And was this your way of getting everything about the marriage, your feelings about that relationship out in the song? Was it cathartic for you? It was 100% cathartic. And I think the reason I got into songwriting in the first place was that I always found it so healing that if, you know, it helped me process even my little problems when I was a teenager and stuff the unrequited love or whatever mm-hmm. I was going through then it was it's an amazing tool I think for for healing and uh, I, absolutely I think it was so uh, helpful to me when I did have this kind of big change you know coming back to Dublin to live after yeah. more than 20 years number one and then you know unfortunately healing over um, uh, a marriage breakup so yeah, yeah. There's, was, a, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. And, you know, you mentioned the musicians. You've got some really amazing musicians working on this. Uh, we have to drop some big names in here because you have a lot of big name connections here with the band that you're playing with. Yeah, you know, um, my uh, drummer in Saucy Monkey, Adam Marcello, he ended up playing with uh, Katy Perry as her drummer. Um, I actually ran into Katy Perry a few times when I was in L.A. before she hit it big. Um, uh, my guitar player, Meg Tui, she played with uh, Sarah Bareilles. Wow. And then the guy who mixed it, who did a great job, he is actually a very fancy composer. He composes for Modern Family. But we all arrived on the scene and together before mm-hmm. we en- any one of us had any kind of success. So I wrangled them in, you know, just to, and it was really nice to, to reconnect with them on a a creative level again. Oh, and it's fantastic that they've come on board with this. Now, you have two more singles, an album in the pipeline as well for this year. How is it coming together? Can you say anything to me about dates when it might be out? You know, I'm planning for the next two singles, maybe to release another one in June or so, and then uh, uh, another one maybe towards the end of the summer. I don't don't have a master plan, but that's the rough <laughs> plan. And then, then for I've got so many songs that I uh, need to uh, finish that I've started. The thing about doing it 
the COVID-19 way is that I would record, then I'd email it to my, you know, musicians, they'd email it back, I'd assemble it. So it wasn't the most swifty way to do it. It wasn't fast, but it was very, uh, it was a really enjoyable process, but it was a little bit slow. So, but the first three singles will definitely be out this year. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Hopefully before September, yeah. And I know, again, COVID restrictions, COVID restrictions kind, of kind of lifting, hopefully you might get, you back, might playing. get back playing. Would love that. Would love yeah. that. Really miss that. Can you imagine being in a bar and playing music and oh. having a pint? Yes. Without a mask. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. We will get there, Henri. We, we will get, get there. there. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on the show. The best of luck with this single and with future music. Thank you so, so much for chatting to me. Thank you so much, Sinead. Thanks a million. Uh, Anne-Marie Cullen there. And you know what? We're going to play it once again. Here is What I Once Meant to You.